Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Guys, I have a uh, serious uh, topic to broach. I don't usually like to get too deep into this uh, emotional stuff. But I got a lot of feelings on this and we need to talk about it. Uh, has it happened to you where you've had somebody who's been in your life that has been you've been close to? They've been a friend, mm-hmm. and then you just you grow apart in a way that they maybe it, maybe it's political, maybe it's a social issue. Right. Like for instance, Jensen, could mm-hmm. you be friends with if you found out somebody in your circle of friends was an anti-vaxer? Is that somebody you could stay friends with? No, that is not. A deal breaker, right? Yeah, because then I, I'm having a kid, and then I'm nervous to bring him around that mm-hmm. person. A whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Allie, if you had a friend that uh, you get together a couple times a year and then you realize one day at lunch that he or she is a racist, is that person now in your life or is that person – is it bye-bye time? Do they pay for lunch or (laughs) – Of course not, Bean. You say goodbye. You don't be – you're not friends with a racist, right? No. Okay. Well, this is the problem that I'm having that I need you guys to help me with. Okay. My good friend, uh, not radio friend, but actual real life friend, mm-hmm. Russ Leatherman, who sure. we all have known and loved for years. He was Mr. Movie Phone. Mm-hmm. Then he was the movie man. He's the six second reviews, reviews guy. He's one of the very few people that I follow on social media. And yesterday he responded to a tweet from a, 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 a account called Better Food Daily. They were they were hyping some sort of cashew. And he said, I never met a nut I didn't like. Actually, not true. Walnuts suck are the words that he put down Mm -hmm. on his Twitter account that went through me like a knife. Oh, changed you. Walnuts suck, Russ? That's that's what he put out there for the world to see. Like, he's got a family, you know, and he's going to say that (laughs) on the internet. (laughs) It lives forever. It does live forever. That's not going to be something that he could just pretend didn't happen or Mm -hmm. gloss over and think, hey, that wasn't important. He said walnuts suck. Mm -hmm. So I wrote to him and I said, you're coming at walnuts when Brazil nuts still exist? Sad. He wrote back and said that walnuts are the ruiner mm-hmm. of all cookies and breads. And don't even get me started on putting them in salads. Walnuts are one of the three or four best things you could ever put into a salad. Bean. No. What is wrong with this guy? Russ Leatherman 2020. Yeah, he's I mean, he's you, right. What? You're he's not- right. You're not finding uh, you, a choir here. What we are not with you. Here? Walnuts taste like hot dirt. I have to cut all of you out of you my do. life? You do. You do. And before we go to Mr. Leatherman, I said to him that Bean will rue the day he brought up this discussion. <laughs> and he said he has no idea what he's up against. I know my nuts. All right. Let's uh, – I need that tape, uh, Chip, if you don't mind. <laughs> if I've already Let's marked it. Let's go to my, uh, <laughs> my former friend. We used to be close, but now I've got to change my phone number. Russ Leatherman is on the phone. Hey, Adolf Hitler, how are you? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Russ, I this is what's going to tear us apart after all of these years. How how are you coming at walnuts? First of all, I do know my nuts, right? And and I love nuts because I believe that that many nuts belong on many food items. For example, you have some some pod thai, right? You go with the extra peanuts. Mm-hmm. 
Now, some would argue that peanuts, not actually a nut, a legume, but they are a fantastic <laughs> food. Wait, are we getting too technical? Are we too uh, deep? No, no, no. no I think the excitement going. in you saying it was... was... It, by the way, that's a, that's a fair point, but I think for most of us, we consider peanuts part of the nut family, yes. even though technically they're not. I think most of us would consider that a nut. But, wal- but walnuts and pecans, right? They're the same god-awful sort of nut. Oh, yeah. not They don't belong in any... They are the ruiner of breads. Bring me a nice banana bread. You put a nut in it. I'm just not getting close to the bread. I'm not, I'm not buying a banana nut muffin if it doesn't have walnuts on the top of it. That's what makes it a special treat. <laughs> it <laughs> it is. is gross we and disgusting. I didn't, and wal- know, I didn't and, know we were going to get so controversial this morning. And walnuts <laughs> in a salad, Russ, it's a, a phenomenal accoutrement. <laughs> Unless they're candied walnuts. And even then I say that's just candy over hot dirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's candy over hot dirt. Yeah. Oh now gosh. you now I think I, I think you tried to come. Somebody came back with Brazil nuts. Brazil nuts the, are easily the worst nut. Easily, a hazelnut. What's the difference between a Brazil nut and a hazelnut? They're both white, mealy sort of. It's a mushy nut, is what it is. Yeah, I put both of them at the bottom of the list. I, I agree with you that they're terrible nuts. But this is what I'm saying. You can't say that walnuts suck. And not first. I mean, are you, you saying are not that... going to find a walnut lover? You, you, you can look high and low. I am a walnut lover. You're the only one. <laughs> Russ, in your opinion, if you had to come up with your list of the best nuts, say top five, what would what would they be? What's the best nut to start with? Well, I do believe you can put a peanut on almost any food item, um, except even in a cookie, no peanuts, right? Like in a cookie okay. or a bread. No, no peanuts. I love me some cashews, uh, pine nuts. I'm a, I'm a fan of. They're on my oh, top five. Yeah, pistachios. They're on my top five. Before you mm-hmm. move on, would pine nuts ever be something that you would eat by themselves, or do they only work as an accessory? Oh, I eat them by themselves by the handful. Really? Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. me too. I never heard of that before. I'm just okay, saying, so... Russ and I know our nuts. Yeah, so you're saying <laughs> pine nuts top five though? Mm-hmm. Any love for almonds? I got what it. Are I, got, I got it. Wait, wait, wait. wait, yeah, wait thank you, Russ. Go. Any love for what? Exactly. Almonds. Why what? are you saying almonds? <laughs> I sing almonds. I've been a fan Why? of the Almond Brothers forever. <laughs> All right. I'll, uh, I'll hey, say almonds. nut cheese. <laughs> I'll say almonds. All right. How about almonds? Any love for almonds? No. No. Well, yes, but we like the almond. And, and we like to eat them, and we like them when they're coated with stuff. Okay. Uh, and a handful of almonds every day keep you pooping straight. So they're, <laughs> so that's good. Can I give you my top five real quick? Cashews, number one. Pistachios, mm-hmm. number two. Mm-hmm. Peanuts, three. Four almonds, five macadamias. Okay. Oh, see, now macadamias, I got no room for uh, at all. Macadamia is uh, number one on for my you? list. For you? Yes, number one. Number one, followed by pistachio, pine nuts, are corn nuts nuts? <laughs> I don't think corn nuts count. I don't think they're real nuts. What about D's? <laughs> oh, D's nuts. I think we can all okay. agree on. That's my top five. That's ceremonial number one. All right, Russ, I'm going to give you one last opportunity to apologize for smearing walnuts if you want to remain friends with me. I may smear walnuts, but it's not going to be because we're friends. Wait, that took a real turn. Hold on. I'm thinking about that sounded messy. Okay. All right, Russ. Uh, love you. Thank you for coming on. We'll talk again soon. Uh, hashtag nut cheese. Let's go. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs>
It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. It's a sad day for me as I realize I'm going to have to start cutting a lot of people out of my life. I mean, I it's trending worldwide, hashtag nut talk. <laughs> Casey, who uh, I thought I was friends with, is the finger on the button lady here at mm-hmm. the Kevin and Bean Show. My top five nuts are regarding our current Kevin and Bean topic. Number one, Marcona almonds. What are those? <laughs> so what are, what's a Marcona specific. almond? Wow, I don't, it's an almond that's good at radio? <laughs> I don't know. Created radio. <laughs> then she has number two almonds. So her two, her top twos are both almonds. All right, number okay. three, macadamia nuts. Nice. Ugh. Number four, walnuts. Right on. Yuck. Number five, Brazil nuts. The worst nut. She says cashews, pistachios, pecans, and hazelnuts can all die. Boo. Okay, pistachio should live forever in she, our hearts. She is all over the map there with that, isn't she? Those are a lot of hot takes. Uh, Garrett writes in, walnuts are the worst. Why would I eat a nut with paper film on it? I'd rather my kid punch me in my nuts than eat walnuts. Amen. Worst, By the way, worst, good point. Amen. worst protein ever. Burn all the walnut farms. Rachel, <laughs> mostly walnuts and pecans. Almonds are trash. So a lot of people have a lot of opinions on this. Can I read you my favorite tweet? Yeah. All caps with the clapping hand in between from Liseth. Oriana. Mm-hmm. Cashews are seeds. They give us one of the most wonderful fruits in the world. Your other faves could never. <laughs> so she is team cashew. She's insane. All I right. Let's get right back to your calls. Let's start with, uh, give me Shadi, please. Line six. She's in Glendale. She's actually going to, she says there's a reason why some people hate walnuts. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey, Shadi. Welcome to the program. What do you have to say about walnuts, which is one of my very favorite nuts? So... I learned that people who don't like walnuts might have a genetic predisposition not to. Well, there's definitely something the wrong kennel. with them. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they're basically deformed. Um, those people might also not, not like cilantro. So it's the same chemical compound. I, found I, in I both. hate cilantro. I hate cilantro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my cilantro God. My most hated food. It mine, too. <laughs> Wait, is so, this serious, Shadi? Yeah, so I'm sorry there's something wrong with you guys. Oh, no. <laughs> so it really could it could be that we are describing a different taste sensation. Those of us who love walnuts is not the same taste that they're getting if they've got that genetic uh, malfunction. That's interesting. Yeah, is it also why I'm so hairy, be... shoddy? <laughs> <laughs> and Allie as well, by the way, so while we're being hairy. honest here. So hairy. <laughs> um, are you some sort of like scientist or something, shoddy? Because that's, very, that's very, very smart uh, material there. I just waste a lot of time on the internet, guys. Okay. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Uh, 1-800-520-1067. Why don't we go with Alfonso? He's line eight up next on the Kevin Amin Show. Is he calling from Walnut? Whoa! (laughs) This has turned into inception here. I'm I'm actually on my way to work right now. Do you work in Cashew? (laughs) This just got too real. Walnut, Walnut, California. Okay. All right. known for our... California black walnuts. Well, then God <laughs> <And> bless you. And <laughs> my personal opinion, I don't like walnuts. But I love cilantro. So see, oh, I don't know if I agree oh. with Shadi's theory okay. there. Okay. So All I, right. But what's your what's your favorite what what's your favorite nut? My favorite nut and the only one I eat? Almonds. Yay! <laughs> I love I don't I eat love macadamias, almonds. I don't eat pecans, I don't eat I mean I used to eat pecans like uh not pecans, peanuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, like at baseball games and stuff, uh-huh. but they gave me the runs, 
So wow, okay. eating a lot of <laughs> lot of info there. Yeah. Alfonso. Hey guys, Alfonso so... from Walnut gets the runs. We know a lot about him. We are gets learning an awful lot today on many oh. topics. Yeah. All right, here's my top five nuts, you guys. Mm-hmm. I will agree with you that cashews are the best, but uh, only salted cashews. And this is an important distinction for me because I do eat a lot of nuts unsalted because I don't need all that salt. You know what I mean? And cashews unsalted, not great. No, they're not great. They taste a little like leather. Yeah. yeah but not having, great. having salt on them is good. Uh, number two, uh, pistachios. Sure. Yeah. Number three, walnuts. <sighs> number four, peanuts. Yeah. All right. Number five, almond. Yeah. That's my list. I got no room for your fancy macadamia nuts. I'm sorry. So our, I don't think we're that far. I think, Allie, I think you and I can still be friends. Okay. I think. All right. Jensen, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to let you go. Well, uh, I'm sure a lot of the trolls will enjoy that. <laughs> we, we had a good run, Jensen. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. How about a little Bean Makes This Guess? Bean Makes This Guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Bean Makes This Guess, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Bean is a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just want to tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for me makes this guess. Yes. Why me being a dick or dumb or anything like that has anything to All do relevant. With All future. relevant. Really? Because I yep. feel like we could improve that intro. Do you guys do what I do, which is when you hear some of those clips, you go, why would I have said that ever? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every time. Ever. <laughs> I think this is going to be a fun one, you guys, and very relatable. This is a topic we have all done, okay? When you check out of a hotel, it's amazing how easy it is to forget something important and leave it behind. You've got a plane to catch. You've got other things on your mind. You're gathering up all your belongings, stuffing them into your suitcase. Sometimes it's a rush job. This is a survey of Australian hotels for last year. And the question was, what is the most common item left behind in a hotel room by travelers? We've all done it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure a lot of things are coming to mind. According to this uh, finder.com.au, the most commonly left behind items in Australian uh, hotel rooms last year. Kevin, as usual, you get to guess first. Dildo. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you should say that. Yes. Yes. Oh, (laughs) sex toys are number eight on the list. Wow. I know you were kidding. Wow. But imagine that conversation later on where you go, oh, did I forget? Oh, no. Some poor maid had to come in, and that was was laying there. But yes. I got one right with a comedy answer. Sex toys, (laughs) number eight on the list. You are on the board. Beer mug, you're up next. Got to go with uh, phone charger. Far and away, number one. Oh, nice. In fact, one hotel last year recorded finding 370 (gasps) phone chargers. Wow. Unbelievable. Which is more than one a day, you guys. Wow. But it makes sense. I mean, sometimes you have to plug it in, you know, behind the bed or something like that or behind the bedside table. It's easy to leave that behind. But number one, well done, Beer Mom. Wow. Allie. You said this was an Australian survey? Mm Mm-hmm. Dingo. (laughs) Uh, no no all right nobody uh, okay nobody left a dingo behind Uh, got it okay i'm sorry my turn yes waffle iron (laughs) no you're on a roll too kevin (laughs) one is a roll for me bear mug uh i'm gonna go and go ahead and say uh toiletry bag Toiletries number three on the oh, list. Oh, very well is on fire. I have uh, certainly left my toothbrush in the shower before. Yeah, it's easy to do stuff like that. This might be weird um, because 
most people don't travel with it. Mm-hmm. I do because I like a flat pillow. Mm-hmm. Would pillow be on there? Pillows are number six, Allie. Oh. Wow. People right. who bring their own pillows to hotels, which yeah. I totally get. I don't do that, but I, I certainly miss my pillow at home when I'm on the road. That's you should for sure. bring it with you. All right, Kevin, you're next. Uh, machete. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, people remember that. Oh, it see. is Australia, yeah. so people could right? definitely be out there bushwhacking, right? <laughs> <laughs> Keep Speaking of someone who, who needs bushwhacking, beer mug, you're up next. <laughs> it's true. Uh, how about laptop or tablet? Oof. You know, I was very surprised to not see that on the list. Mm. I would have expected that too. Some sort of computer deal or f- phone or something like that. Yeah, n- none of that is on the list. All right, Allie. How about just your uh, clothing item? Clothing is number two. By the way, shirts are first. Mm-hmm. Underwear is second. <laughs> Who's leaving their underwear behind? Who wears underwear? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> One hotel found 880 pieces of clothing last year. Wow. In one year. Most items of clothing are either left hidden out of sight in the wardrobe or even camouflaged on the bed. All right, let's go around one more time, and then I'll reveal the top 10 most forgotten items in Australian home hotel rooms last year. Kevin, your I final guess. I just know based on my own life of something that I have to have every night to go to sleep, and that's a sock monkey. <laughs> that's, uh, oh. that's me? Oh, I'm sorry. That's you. Sorry. I got us <laughs> confused. Me. And I did one time leave my oh. sock monkey behind in a hotel. And uh, had to drive back there and had to go down into the laundry room where they were cleaning all the sheets and stuff in these giant washer dryers until they got done with the loads. And uh, <laughs> Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and to be clear about Sock Monkey, <laughs> that has nothing to do with it, and right? And Sock Monkey was returned that he was fied, by the way. All right, Bean, Mugs, uh, Bean actually does travel with Sock Monkey. Your final guess, Mugs. How about uh, illicit drugs? Mm. Oh, drugs is a great guess. No. No. Oh. Allie, your final guess. What about like a sleep mask? Um, no sleep masks. Mm, Can I have no one more? Just mask. one more guess? Money. Uh, well, number 10 is wallet. Hmm. Yeah, so that would might include money. Okay. Money, they think, is a tip for the cleaning people. Depending, depending how much yeah, it if, is. If you leave your whole wallet, though, that's <laughs> yeah, not really Probably not that. That's a good okay. tip. Uh, number nine on the list. Uh, again, uh, items most left behind in Australian hotel rooms. Jewelry. Mm. Oh, oh, sure. Of course. Which yeah. I can certainly see doing. Number eight, Kevin nailed sex toys. Number seven was eyeglasses or sunglasses. Uh, sure. Of course. Number six, pillows. Number five, shoes, which I guess somehow I thought is that would be clothing. Shoes would Different be clothes. clothes. Yeah. Sorry, okay. shoes, yeah. Okay. Number four, books. People leave books behind. <laughs> Losers. Right? Who reads? Uh, <laughs> then uh, three, toiletries. Number two, clothing. Uh, and number one, mobile phone chargers. So, Muggs, did you did you win this game? Oh, we tied. Oh. It was a tie. Yeah. But this has been Bean Makes Us Guess. Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So, uh, one day last week, Thursday or Friday... I randomly brought up that I had a racist dog. How did we get on the topic? Do you remember, Allie? Uh, because I did a story about how dogs 
a study found that dogs are the best sensors of whether someone's a good person or a bad person. There you go. Yeah. And I said that may be true, but I think dogs can also be racist. And I, I don't think know they what... can be trained that way. Bean. I didn't have anything to do with it. Just Look, saying. This was my dog, Santa's little helper, and she would bark at all black people. And I don't know why. She was very white, by the way. Santa's will help her. Maybe, I mean, I'm, clearly she was racist. That's but a she given, was also yeah. a super white dog. <laughs> the whitest dog ever? She was very white. But uh, you say it was Aryan? <laughs> I, I, I think you could fairly say that she was Aryan. Wait, only though? Only black people, yes. What? And, and I'm telling you that it wasn't, and I don't understand why it was. I mean, now granted, I lived in Seattle at the time, so she didn't have a lot of exposure to African Americans because it's the you know one of the whitest cities in the North, North America. Right. Why you moved but there? When, why you went there? Sure. Mm-hmm. When we did come across an African American person, even on the street, even when she was in the car, just in you know in the passenger seat, looking out the window, and we drive by a black dude. She just started howling her head off. There was just something. Some, some, there she is now. It was the weirdest thing, and I could never under. I, she never had a bad experience with a black person. And before you ask, that must have been so embarrassing. Of course, <laughs> yes, of course. Your because, dog. Yeah, because one minute you're walking and she's just so sweet and so cute, and the next minute, you know, you're you're you know you're an attack dog. There, people start looking around for the fire hoses. You know, was, of course, it was terrible. Jeez. All right, pretty Courtney quick answer is going to solve this one for us on line one. She's in LA. She has the perfect explanation of why. My dog was racist. I can't wait to hear this, Courtney, because it's troubled me my whole life. So there's something called an implicit bias. I don't know if you've ever heard of what an implicit bias is or implicit biases. So, yeah, there are subconscious bias towards other people that we're not aware of. People like uh, professors at the university and police officers uh, typically have to take implicit biases training so that they can understand if they're biased towards certain people. But dogs can pick up on our implicit biases. Oh, so, oh I see. So being subconsciously, yeah. being subconsciously racist. Hates black people. And, and, and by osmosis, and by osmosis, the dog can pick up on but those. that couldn't, look, that doesn't make any sense. You it doesn't make know. any sense. I mean, like, I live in a predominantly African-American city now, and I walk Linus every single day, and he loves everybody. But no matter who they are, he's very excited to see them and have them, you know, have them acknowledge and, and play with him. Maybe so, you grew a little bit since Santa's Little Helper. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe you don't have that bias towards all black people, but certain ones, like certain black people maybe put you on edge, and mm. maybe your dog that it sounds racist. It has to turn around and be on me, by the way. I mean, Santa was the racist. <laughs> right, but we're trying to figure out because it doesn't make any sense logically Okay, how a dog I mean, you raised that, that dog, right? Though. Did you raise the dog? I did. Yeah, it was I my her as a puppy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Courtney, I reject you totally, but I love you for listening and calling. Thank you so much. Uh, let's go to Willie, East Los Angeles. Line four, please, up next on the Kevin Beat Show. Hey, Willie. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Hey, check this out. I got a little mutt. And I, every time I get my black black buddies come down, he he uh, he pees on them, and I kind of did a little uh, experiment, and uh, he does do that on them. So why? Uh, you know, have you ever considered why? Uh, maybe he's colorblind. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I mean, that doesn't really... He's colorblind. Yeah, that doesn't That actually, works the other way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Let's go to Monica Long Beach up next, line six here on K-Rock. Hey, Monica. Hi. Good morning. We're very perplexed by this. Help. Yeah. Do you, do you have, any, uh, have any experience with racist dogs? Yes. Uh, one of my closest friends, she's Filipino. Mm-hmm. 
All of my friends are Asian. As soon as they walk in, their German Shepherd Daisy, they greet. She greets them with like love and affection. As soon as me and another uh, one of my friends who's Mexican walks in, then she starts being aggressive and then yapping at us and trying to bite us. That dog hates Mexicans. That's crazy. And, and what do you think I, that is? She's not a fan of tacos. <laughs> it's very specific. That's, a, that's as good an excuse as any, I guess. Okay. Let's go to Armando <sighs> in Glendora. Hi, Armando. Hey, good morning. How's it going, party people? Good, thank you. Good. What happened? All right, so it's the 4th of July about three years ago, and I'm out of Pismo Beach. I left my party, and I, I, I'm walking by myself, and this white little dog just attacked me. Like, this is about a 10-pound dog just attacked me. Out of everybody in that pier, everybody was white except for me. <laughs> so that dog just made a beeline for you specifically and no one else on the pier? Absolutely. And, and what's your race? What do you look like? I'm Mexican. Okay, what's... and the dog knew it. But how? But what? I mean, but how? Mexican. That makes no sense. Because the dog doesn't like tacos, Kevin. <laughs> and they, he knew because the dog was like, "Build that wall!" and ran right at him. <laughs> pretty much. I'm pretty sure he had some dog. Dog was checking IDs. He was like, "Oh, Armando, I see, I see." Yeah. Thank you for the call, sir. Appreciate that. Eric writes in from Whittier. When I lived in Monterey Park, which is predominantly Asian, my pit bull Berlin would lose her mind when an Asian person would walk in front of the house. She was never aggressive toward anyone else. She made it very clear that she was racist toward Asians. So it seems to be pretty much spread around. Dogs are racist. Mother effers. Do you think it has anything to do with that implicit bias that the first caller called about? Or do you think this is too many people? Honestly, I don't know. It seems like it's too many people. All right. Let's squeeze in a a couple more. Let's try Nathan's line two, Santa Ana. Up next on the Kevin Meat Show. Morning. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good morning. What's up? Hey, so I had a dog when I was a kid, a shepherd dog, and the shepherd dog I had did not like fat white people. Yeah, the reason my mom told me when I was a kid was because it was a shepherd dog, and I guess it thought that fat white people were cows or sheep. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, I love his mom. Come on. Let's give it up for Nathan's mom. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Your mom, 2020. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, Kevin. Yes. You were out yesterday. Yes. But it was the great Dr. Demento's birthday. Oh. Mm-hmm. Many of our listeners grew up with Dr. Demento on KMET and then later on KLOS. He was, uh, he's broken, a, I mean, not just, uh, he not only made Weird Al's career, but he made thousands of records hits because of first exposure on the show. And Allie had a very personal childhood memory of Dr. Demento <laughs> that we, that we right? wanted to explore a little bit. I sure did. Yeah, my dad had a tape or a record that he had heard on the Dr. Demento show of a farting contest. (laughs) And when I tell you a farting contest, it was full blown, uh, like a color guy and a, like they are going back and forth. There was like, you don't need a color guy. There's a farting pole that if you rub up against it, that will help you with the fart. There are all different names of the farts. This is just what I remember as a kid. Mm -hmm. Uh I just remember laughing hysterically and my dad with tears streaming down his face listening to this like i used to be like dad can we listen to the fart contest it is one of the funniest things ever or is it and that was the conversation beans like there's no way that holds up I'm like, I don't know. I feel like it might if we can and find it. And you haven't it. heard it since you were a little kid with Mm-mm. your dad. I don't think Mm-mm. I've ever heard it. Well, uh, most people haven't right now who are listening to the radio. It was made in the 1940s, by <gasps> the way. 
In no. the 1940s, it was made by Canadian broadcasters, and it's called The Battle at Thunderblow. <laughs> All right? The Battle at Thunderblow. Already in. Here's how, here's how the farting competition begins. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? It is our privilege to bring you at this time an eyewitness report of the first international trepidation contest. We are speaking to you from the ringside of the great Maple Leaf Auditorium, which is packed to the rafters with spectators, eager and curious. For the benefit of my listeners who are not acquainted with the facts relating to this event, it might be well to describe the two contestants. By the way, I love this guy. I do, too. He's fantastic. This guy is where I want to be in my broadcast career (laughs) one day. Lord Windesmere from uh, Wapping Foghole in Devonshire is, of course, the champion of the British Empire. And I'm also thinking about moving to Wapping Foghole. (laughs) I think I'd like to live there. The challenger is Paul Boomer, native son of Australia, who I understand worked his way to Canada in the crew of an ocean freighter carrying a load of Melbourne cabbage, upon which... Uh, so it is stated, Boomer trains exclusively. Well, yeah, because if you're on a cabbage ship, that's what, that's what you want to use to train <laughs> sure. your party, right? Sure. All right, so we don't have... Uh, it's, the thing is 15 minutes long, so it was very difficult to narrow down. I'll play a little bit of the uh, ringside interview with Paul Boomer, who is the challenger here against Lord Windesmere. And here, ladies and gentlemen, is Mr. Paul Boomer. Uh, will you say hello to our audience, Mr. Boomer? Hello, Canada! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now tell me, sir, when did you first realize that you were proficient enough to take a uh, uh, shot at the uh, Empire Championship? Well, ever since I was a little nipper, I liked to fart. I remember I used to make my mother and father laugh their bleeding heads off when I used to let one go in church during the announcement of the ladies' eighth. Hey, excuse me, Mr. Boomer, on the radio, we call it uh, crepitating. Now look here, cobber. What I always says is, a fart's a fart, whether you raise up on one cheek and sneak, or whether you give it a full blast like I do. All right, so he's got a lot of approaches, a lot of different ways to, to handle it. Again, I won't spoil how it ends, but I will give you some of the play-by-play commentary of the challenger, Paul Boomer. And I think this is the part that you were describing yesterday, is you cannot believe, Allie, how many different kinds of farts there yes. are. Well, I mean, these are world Come champions. on, Paul. Come on, Paul. Let's see. Now the house lights are dimming. And the great flood of high-powered electric lights cascade down onto the center of this great arena where stands, in simple eloquence, uh, the farting post. The farting post is about four feet high and is decorated with red, white, and blue bunting up to about nine inches from the top. The bare top section is worn smooth by the grip of many hands in previous contests. And now a hush falls on the the vast throng as Boomer walks slowly, deliberately to the farting post. He's exuding confidence and he gives one... Last all-encompassing grin to the tense audience as he grips the farting post between a pair of hands that look as though they could splinter the post. I mean, aren't you just on the edge of your seat right yes. now in anticipation? Like, what is going to happen? What's he going to start with? <laughs> Let's find out. Now he flexes his knees, much in the manner of a boxer. He seems to be concentrating on the very top of the farting post. You can hear a pin drop, and here it comes. Oh, a beauty, a beauty. I think it was a... Triple flutter blast. Yes, that's what the judge signals. A triple flutter blast. That gives him 25 points right off the bat. And, and another, another of the same, and another 25 points. That followed by one, followed by one, no, two, fuzzy, I beg your pardon, three fuzzy farts in rapid succession. It's amazing how this man can change pace and style of offering by a slight, simple shifting of his buttock area. He's still gripping the post in complete concentration. Boomer now has a score of uh, uh, of 65. Those last three fuzzy farts at five points apiece, adding 15 to his previous score. And now here's something coming. A flooper! A flooper! 
perfectly executed trooper. What's that? I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, that was a follow-up flooper, a follow-up flooper. The second time in the history of this sport that a follow-up flooper has been achieved in open competition. The only other time, I believe, was during the World Series held in Europe in 1783. During the course of this series, uh, Francois Fouf, the famous French father, after leaving uh, a follow-up flooper, defeated Sandy McWind, his Scottish opponent, by only one bloop and then drop dead. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know there was so much tragedy in this sport. I've got to I've got to ask you mm. because when you said listen, I'll go through the tape. Uh, I was delighted because I knew it would bother Bean. Oh, I hate farts. Uh, because he hates farts. He yes. hates and everything like this. Yes. What was your reaction to this? Phenomenal. Because of the announcer, am because I right? Of the announcers. Yes, it oh, because holds of the announcer. up. It holds up. It holds up. Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Are you serious? Are you serious? K-R-O-Q. You guys got to talking. Was it because money was in that you guys got to talking about nicknames last week? I believe that's what I believe started. that's yeah. what it was. But um, this idea came to us from, you know how we do um, that reached across to the seniors in the world? Like we have older people come in and intern. <laughs> so we have this guy named Ruben who's, what is he, 76? I, I think he stopped counting because it yeah. gets too long. So yeah. Ruben is the one that came up with this. God bless him. Yeah. I mean, it's. I'm just glad his brain is still functioning at his it's age. It's amazing. You know, he missed a day last week because he's a great-grandfather now. Right. Our intro. And also, yeah. he never comes in the studio anymore because his walker's too big for the yeah. door. <laughs> we put the little tennis balls on the bottom thinking that would help. It didn't. No. By the way, for folks who haven't met uh, Ruben, he's like 30. Okay? <laughs> but it's just, it fascinates us that he's an intern. So we started talking about nicknames. And uh, first of all, before I talk about me being called Bean my entire life, Jensen, have you ever had a nickname? No one has ever nicknamed me. How about you, Allie? Um, in college, I was it was like Rough Riders, and I was like, <laughs> mount up. What? Your nickname was Rough Riders? No, it wasn't. <laughs> you, said it was, you told me it was throaty. Is that not true? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were throaty. Um, I, I wish I had a great a reason, a great story as to why I am called Bean. Of course, I have no memory of it because, you know, I lost my memory. But my parents tell me that it was because of two things. One is because my real, my given name is Gene, and it's not uncommon for somebody to have a nickname that rhymes with their real name. And the other reason is just because I was always so darn tall. I mean, I, you know, I was like 6'1 in Little League, and parents used to complain that I couldn't possibly be 12 to play <laughs> on those teams, you know? So they, I think it was because of String Bean, maybe, mm -hmm. something like that, or Jack and the Beanstalk or something like that. So oh, they yeah. started calling me Bean when I was you know, six, seven years old. So it's not a radio name for me. It's a lifelong nickname. Okay. Now, how about you, Dave, the King of Mexico? That's an unusual name. Yeah, well, remember, I had two nicknames here. Uh, first, it was Half Salad. You were which, Half Salad. Uh, you guys mocked me because the first time I went to lunch with you guys, I ordered a Half Salad because mm -hmm. this little intern couldn't afford lunch, and that's all I could get. But I didn't know the guys were going to pay. And then the second one is uh, King of Mexico, which you know me as now, where Jimmy Kimmel... Uh, gave me that name because I failed Spanish in high school. <laughs> I thought it was very funny that I did not speak Spanish. So he goes, what are you, the king of Mexico? And that stuck, and here I am. Huh. It did stick. And I, and I remember that around that time, we were so amazed because even more than now, you speak English as a, it's a second language. And <laughs> it's such a surprise. Trying, as you, you're trying to figure an, out your first. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think that was everybody's surprise, which is, you know, you, I think your rebuttal to, hey, you don't speak Spanish, was, well, you don't speak Spanish either. And then Jimmy said, well, I'm not the king of Mexico. <laughs> so 
a very appropriate nickname for yeah, you. Yeah, so it's perfect for me. Beer Mug, of course, is named to be his real name is Johnny, but he is named Beer Mug because he has a tattoo of a mm-hmm. beer mug on his foot. We got a tweet from Jason Johnson that said his nickname growing up was Sugar Free. Because he's diabetic. Oh. He says he's, he's 42 and still called Sugar Free. In fact, that's his at name on Twitter, Sugar Free 1977. <laughs> Let's uh, take some calls. Well, Let's start with Mark in Long Beach. I'm fascinated to hear the history of this and whether or not it was pre or post Entourage. Mark, welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, long-time listener. So, yeah, it's actually from Entourage. Uh, from I think I was 18, graduating high school, and everyone's like, you're just like Turtle. And I was like, really? I don't think so. And years later, I'm still Turtle. Now everybody's calling me Turtle at work. Hmm. Are you the least talented of your friends? What's the, why, why would you be so much like Turtle? Uh, I drove everywhere. Like I wore the backwards hat initially, and yeah, I'm probably the least talented. Let's oh, okay. oh turtle, turtle! I think you're great. I think that's awful when you have a nickname you don't like. I hate that. I'm so I, sorry. I learned to like it. Okay, yeah, just like t- a turtle. Yeah. yeah, like a turtle would. <laughs> yeah, a turtle just puts up with anything. Thank you for the call, turtle. Aww. Appreciate it. Wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, my full name is Richard Ramirez. I went to high school in the Valley during the late 80s, and both of us, me and the Night Stalker, got married at about the same time, so my friends started calling me Killer. Oh. So now he's known it. Look, it's not, like, it's not bad enough your name is Richard Ramirez. Now your nickname is Killer? Yeah, but you, I'd rather take the nickname. <laughs> Just call me Killer. No one will know my real yeah, name. Maybe so. Ramirez, yeah, maybe so. Let's try uh, Zolma, Canoga Park, line five. All right, you're starting with Zolma. Where do you go from there, Zolma? Yeah, Bean, it is a name. God. Uh, <laughs> All right. What? Uh, so, how, how did a nickname develop from that? So, so well, um, well, I totally forgot to mention to the uh, phone screener. Actually, one of the first ones I had was Yokozuna because of you know Yokozuna, the wrestler. Yes, that but would that be a good cool. one. I like that. I like okay, that. Okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> No, it was not good for Google, you know, being told you're a big, fat wrestler. Um, but uh, the one I called about was Umsa. So growing up, I, I, I grew up in the system. So going into um, transitional housing, I was the new girl. And everyone was like, who's the new girl? Who's the new girl? And they're like, I think her name is Zuma. What's her name? Umsa? And they all started laughing, and it became a thing amongst them. And then they wouldn't stop calling me. So for years, I've been called Umsa. Zuma, uh, Zuma didn't have it hard enough yet. They had to also give her a nickname. <laughs> this is turning into, I hope, some therapy for the callers, but I'm very sad about a lot of these nicknames. This is I not love the f- my name. You shouldn't be sad. I'm no, sad your name is great, but like Umsa, it sounds like you don't love it. Oh, no, I love Zuma. I can't, no, I like Zuma now. As a kid, I hated it. Okay. There's too many options. All right, but very yeah. good. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. From the 951, Casey writes in, uh, excuse me, Carrie writes in, my nickname is Moosey. Or Moosehead. I always thought it was because my mom liked moose, but I later found out it was because I was born with my left leg behind my head, and doctor said my foot looked like a moose antler. So she became moosey for the rest of her life. There's so many sad origins. Yeah. Actually, that's a lot better than I was thinking about moosey. Knuckle, who's with me? Oh, no. No, no, no. no, no. The poor woman was born Uh, handicapped. Her leg was behind her head. She's limber. Let's go to to line eight. Let's say hi to Christy. She's up next on the Kevin Beach Show. Hey, Christy. Good morning. Good morning. Um, So my nickname was Spud. And it came about because when I was born, 
my I was bald, and my dad had a coworker that said, "Well, if you rub some potato skins on her head, she'll grow hair." <laughs> and he said, "But then she'd be a spud head." So my whole life it was spud, spud boo, spud badoo spud bow, anything my dad could do with spud. I kind of <laughs> so love spud. I, I do too. I know, but I I made him retire it when I was eighteen. And like sign a letter saying he would no longer call me. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> But more importantly, Christy, you grew hair from it, right? I grew I grew hair. Well. Um, the funny funny thing is I hated it growing up. Um, and funny, not funny, my, my dad passed away in twenty seventeen and I would give anything to be called Spud Boo again by oh, him, sure. you know. You managed to take a so, very funny sweet story and make us all sad. Thank you, Spud. We appreciate it. Oh, you're, you're very welcome. Yeah. All right. Let's let's do one more and let's make it Zoma so... and Christy need to hang out and just kill Bean. I love it. I agree. Wow. Uh Richard and Laguna Niguel be our final call. He's on line three. Hey. Take us home. So growing up, um I was called Dick Moss. Background behind the story is uh, my mother, when I was born, was wondering, should I name him Russell Muffler? No, Rusty Muffler wouldn't be a good name. Mm -hmm. So instead, she went with Richard and said, and so once I got to high school, my name was Dick Muff. I mean, your name is Dick Muff, though. That is technically your name. I mean, it's not really even a nickname. it, It is my actual name, but yep. Well, God bless, because I'm ready to vote Dick Muff 2020. (laughs) (laughs) It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. We live in a divided uh, a divided nation for a number of reasons. We fight about politics and we fight about guns and we fight about uh, right to choose and we fight about re- re- you know religion. Did I say religion? Yeah. We, f- we fight about a lot of things. And now we're fighting about chips. Yeah. And I think we need to understand that people do have different opinions. It doesn't make them bad people. It doesn't make them un-American. Uh, bad isn't disgusting, but it's, they are disgusting. It's okay. It's okay to have a different opinion on this topic, mm. I think, Judson. Mm. I'm I'm not as mad at Bean right now as if he picked one other one. All but, right. that what seems, yeah. but the nation seems to like that chip. Well, the nation's wrong. Lay it, lay it out for us, Jensen. It's, All right. it's, you know those variety packs of chips that you can get at like a Costco or I guess even at a market, but it's all one company's chips. Sure. Mm-hmm. So like they're smaller, individual sized. This was the Lay's variety pack. And they posted a video online of them ranking them and listened just to the emotions that are let loose by just trying to put them in order. All y'all decisions cool show that y'all grew up in good households. Cool Ranch. Cool Ranch. Off the Ridge. Cool, cool Ranch. Off the Ridge. Cool Ranch. Everything else can go to... Oh, you ain't eating nothing. Cool Ranch. I'm going to go Cool Ranch, Barbecue, Doritos, Fritos, Lay's, or Cheetos, Lay's, then Fritos. Oh, you going to disrespect? You ready for this? <laughs> okay. All right. So here's what's in the Lay's variety pack. And we need to now figure out, and I, in order for me to work here okay. any further, All right. I need to know where everyone stands. Because Ooh. here's what's in the variety pack. Lay's regular potato chips. Lay's barbecue chips. Mm-hmm. 
Cheetos, which is the normal shriveled Cheeto. It's just the cheese. Oh, not the puff. Nope. Just oh. the and not the fire hot. No, okay, just, just normal. Okay. Cool Ranch Doritos, mm-hmm. Cheese Doritos, and Fritos. That's what comes in the variety pack. Okay. Mm. Now, I'm, I'm going to let you know, now. a lot of the issues online fell into where Fritos laid. laid <laughs> where Fritos sat. Here's what... Uh, I have. Do you want to hear what I have yes, first? Yes, Okay. Absolutely. Because there's too much love for Fritos online. I'm going to say that out loud. Mm-hmm. Are che- Fritos a garbage chip in your mind? They're not even I, a chip. I, I think it's a, a piece of corn. Okay. All right, here we go. And then it's not even my last, just so you know. It's not my last Okay, either. great. <gasps> Cheese Doritos, one. Mm-hmm. Two Cheetos. Three Lay's Barbecue. Four Lay's Original. Five Fritos. Six Cool Ranch. Oh, my God. Okay, that, no, no. That's insane. No. Jensen, you and I are never going on a road trip together. I can tell well, you that right now. Or do you go with him because he's not eating good stuff. <laughs> right, and then you just get your own, yes. all your chips. Okay, yeah. Bean, you go next. Uh, I haven't ranked them in order, but I will tell you that But Cool Ranch is a, is number one by oh, a wide no. margin. No. It's by a, a wide margin. Also, and, the smell in that road trip, but no. And um, barbecue lays are dead last by a <gasps> large margin. What? Yes. Okay. No. No, I got You're no room for crazy. that. Uh-uh. No. Uh, Cheetos would be pretty low on the list for me as well. What are you doing? Where's your, your top is Cool Ranch? What's your two? Um, original Lay's probably. Okay. Uh. You know, I have a very mild palate, as you Obviously. guys know. Yes. I mean, I, you know, I'm Mr. Grape Nuts. Yeah, favorite, okay? favorite food is toast. Yeah, and I and I and I don't even care for nacho cheese Doritos either. I just oh I don't. God. Honestly, God, you've, I think you've I pretended. would eat. I think I would eat the Cool Rays and the original Lay's, and I think I would just give the rest away. I would just dump, dump the rest. I wouldn't uh, even bother ranking. He's them. pretended to be a normal human yeah, for so long. This is upsetting. <laughs> Ali, how, how about you? What's your number one? Uh, number one is nacho cheese Doritos. Uh, really, I'm right with you. Obviously, number two. Is Cool Ranch Doritos. No. Thank you. No. Number three is Lay's Barbecue. Yes, I'm with you there. Uh, Cheetos fell for me because I'm a, I'm a fan of the, the Puff Cheetos. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't like higher. the shriveled up D ones. Mm. And I'm uh, only Flaming Hot. If Flaming Hot were okay. on there, that would be my, my number one, but that's not an option. I will say Flaming Hot might be tied for one for me if it was okay. in, but it's not in yeah. the variety not, pack, so move either. on. Yeah. So yeah, so I've got uh, Nacho Cheese, Cool Ranch, Lay's Barbecue, then I put Cheetos, and then honestly... Uh, Fritos and original Lay's can go either way because they're both ass. <laughs> when did we, t- as a nation, turn on Fritos? But not uh, Fritos the, but... are fine in a Frito pie. On their own, it's like you took a chip, you chewed it up, you put it back together and made it into a curl. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. They're idiots. Everybody has to have a dream, right? Sure. So plus size, plus, plus, plus size model, Monica... Weighed 700 pounds. Oh. 700 pounds. That's a lot. It's not thin. <laughs> Weighing 700 pounds, mm-hmm. supersized model Monica is morbidly obese, but she's got no plans to lose weight. The ultimate goal is to be 1,000 pounds. <laughs> Wait. She's oh. 700. She, the ultimate goal, if she can pull it off, is to gain 300 more pounds. That's really hard to do, I would imagine. I would think so, to too. gain 300 pounds. She's the Tiger Woods of eating. Cause <laughs> you're doubting her, but if she does it, we should celebrate her. To be able to take up an entire seat like this one. She's in a couch, by the way, not a seat. She right. wants to take up the whole thing. I'd want to be the fattest woman in the world and become immobile. And become 
Immobile. Oh That's her goal. Get her to a sad. psychiatrist. This is very sad. It turns good though, Allie. Oh. Hold, please. On an average day, I'd probably eat between six and 8,000 calories a day. The 27-year-old has the assistance of boyfriend Sydney. Can you help me? She has a boyfriend! To see Monica getting bigger just makes me feel proud because she's achieving what she wants to do. <laughs> I mean, of course, I'm not complaining. I've been into, you know, fat girls ever since I was, I've been into girls. Right now, we are going to make a weight gain shake. A weight gain shake. Oh my gosh. For 700 pounder. Basically, I'll take strawberry Pop-Tarts, heavy cream, ice cream, and 2% milk, just blend it all together. I want that guy as my boyfriend. I was gonna say, Kevin, how much did that interest you? <laughs> really that like shake. a relationship goals. Hey guys, um, uh, why 2% milk? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You think you go with whole milk? But I'm not yes. sure. All right, you continue. Helping Monica pile on even more pounds, Sydney often funnel feeds her. Uh, funnel feeds her. Uh, funnel feeds. So a giant funnel that goes down into a tube that she sucks on, and he's pouring a whole pitcher of stuff. They beer bong food. Yes. Look, oh, look, look. I'm I'm happy that they found each other. Mm-hmm. But we need an intervention here. I'm with Allie. This is still sad. Hold, please. Um, okay. I started funnel feeding when I met Sid. Sid encourages me because you know it's my goal, and he wants to help me reach my goal. All right, babe, you ready to funnel? All right, you gotta let me know when you've had enough, okay? All right, so she's sucking on the tube, and then she's getting near the end of the entire pitcher. (laughs) Could be. Um, And he whispers, I believe in you. Oh my God. (laughs) What the heck? He's, by the way, come on, you can do it. He's the most disturbing part of this piece. Agreed. At one point in my life, yes, I did want to be. The biggest woman in the world. All right, this is where it turns. Okay. okay. I wanted to be immobile. But now that I'm pregnant. What? What? It's kind of been what? a wake-up call. I'm oh. sorry, what? Whoa. What? She got now that she's pregnant. What? Now that she's pregnant. <sighs> now I gotta say, this is gonna be disgusting, but it's real. She takes, she unzips her pants and she pulls her entire belly out. And at the very bottom of it is her belly button. So I'm not positive how, how this works. worked biologically. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Right. So that's the good part? She got pregnant and uh-huh. she reconsidered everything and decided no longer did she want to be a thousand pounds. Okay. So, okay. Yes. I thought she just didn't want to, uh, she wasn't going to be immobile anymore. Well, I mean, that's also her goal because she's going to have a kid. I found out about. 14 weeks ago, roughly, that I was pregnant. The reason why I do want to lose weight is to be able to be active with my child, you know, be able to get up and play with them and pick up after them. Yeah, you can't do that if you're immobile. I mean, that's a good point. It's hard to argue that. So no more funnel feeding. No more funnel feeding. What are they doing now? They jumping jacks? (laughs) I'm hoping to find out today. That the just, baby's healthy. Yeah, that the baby's healthy. That's all we ask for. Mm-hmm. That's all we ask for. Well, you're funnel feeding. The baby's got plenty of room to move around. I'll tell you yeah. that. Listen. The baby is living in the biggest mansion ever for an unborn <laughs> um, child. Bunch of nutrients. Yeah, no. I, I watched This Is Us, and that was a big uh, byline. The whole show was about her trying to get pregnant, and they wanted her to lose weight because it's so unhealthy. Right. 
for somebody at that weight. And I think the woman on This Is Us is about 400 pounds thinner than her. The baby looks okay and the baby's moving a lot. This is the doctor. So hopefully everything's well. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So she's going to have a kid, and Uh I just, I feel like probably the ending of that story that we don't know yet Mm -hmm. is that she starts losing weight, Mm -hmm. and then the boyfriend goes, adios. No, he takes Uh his funnel with him. I'm taking my funnel to someone else who appreciates it. Yeah, that's what he's looking for, man. You're losing his kink. These DJs are superstars. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. This is something that has been in the news a lot lately, and Jensen, I'll give you a chance to weigh in with your personal experience on this in a minute as well. I guess I sort of understand the frustration that particularly an older person might have if they're out in the world and the world has been one way their whole life and then it's a different way. It's tough sometimes for some old people to adapt and to change. And in particular, the subject I'm talking about is older people showing up in viral videos right now, throwing a fit because somebody around them is speaking Spanish. Now, if two people are speaking Spanish in a store or at a restaurant and you're not involved in the conversation, how can that possibly bother you? I can't imagine. The Any olds, answers man. for that? The no, olds? the olds are unpredictable. It's just, it, that's it, right? It's just the olds. I mean, but even them, it, even for them, they're not involved in any way. If they're not involved in it, I don't understand why it could possibly bother them. Well, Look, I, I if, think, you, if you and your wife, Jensen, go to, I mean, you and your wife go on you. vacation to Spain one day mm-hmm. and you're speaking English to each other because that's your first language. How should a, should a Spanish person be furious at you because you two are speaking English? Listen, dude, they all they don't want to feel insignificant. And I think that's the overall thing is like when you're getting older, your mortality is up and you're thinking you're going to be replaced, basically, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how they feel about that or gay marriage or anything that they think kind of treads on their quote unquote legacy. Yeah, and that could be right. They just feel like they're extinct. This is a, a San Jose woman who went into a Shell gas station this week and... Two women in the store, one who, who worked there, greeted a regular customer in Spanish because she speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. Both of them speak Spanish. And the woman responded in Spanish. Again, it doesn't have anything to do with this other woman who's in the shop at the time. OK, she freaks out and says, excuse me. Uh, she says, Trump needs to hurry up and build the wall, she says, to wow. these people who are speaking Spanish. At that point, the woman behind the counter, one of the Spanish speakers, pulled out her phone and started recording it. Here's a little bit of that tape. And it starts with F.U., by the way. It starts with this woman with her middle finger in the air and saying F.U. to the employee in the, in the shell station who was speaking Spanish. You know what? Thank you. Are you happy about that? Yes, I am. Wow. Congratulations. You know what? I plan on quitting anyways. What? <laughs> And it doesn't make no difference to you because you have a senora. I don't know what that means, by the way. You have a senora? Do you know what she's talking about? A uh, seniority, and she's saying it wrong. Oh, okay. It doesn't make no difference to you because you have a senora. You have your money. You can yeah. do whatever the f- you want, yeah. right? But, because uh, you're not you know a United States citizen of the United States. States. I was born here. Well, show me. I don't have to bring my yeah, certificate. Well, so no, no, I, no, I don't. Well, no, I don't either. Okay, so this woman is now demanding that the Spanish-speaking employee at the Shell station have papers on her and prove that she's a citizen. She drunk? She sounds wasted. She does. Yeah. yeah. She's not. She just old. I was born here. Oh, well, how I was do you born prove and it? raised here because I was Come born on, here. Prove it to me. Uh, you know what? Prove it to me, mother. 
I agree what? with you because I, I have my You're an elderly it. lady. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm young. Okay, this is all because the lady was speaking Spanish, by the way. And Ooh. every time I encounter somebody who can speak more than one language, I am nothing but jealous. Yeah, I want to applaud them. Agreed. Seriously, I'm like, look, I'm the dumbass who only speaks one language here. I shouldn't be yelling at you because you can speak more than one. But, I mean, that's what it is. It's this sense of otherness, yeah. right, like you were talking about. Is this person can't be a real American and this person can't be a citizen because they're not speaking English. Yeah. You saw it yourself, Jensen. I think I did. I'm, st- I'm about 90% sure I did. So I pulled up at a gas station uh, on one side of the island, obviously, and then on my same side is a white, uh, kind of like an older Ford Escort kind of looking car. And I sense that she's sort of rambling. And my, I immediately thought like, oh, you don't hear that kind of like homeless ramble from someone outside of a car much. Yeah, true. And she was talking about like too many people here and stealing cars. And I just am too, I'm just get this gas thing and tune out because <laughs> you don't think someone in a, like, that's just not in my instinct to think that she's talking to anyone. Right. So I, I put the gas in the car and I look over and on the other side of the island now, a woman has gotten into her car and is, is driving off. And she turns to her and she says, well, I guess I'll see you in hell then just because I'm Mexican and kept driving. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. She was talking to her the whole time. And then when I turned around to say something to this crazy woman, she was getting into her car, drove off, almost crashed into another car and was yelling at this almost accident. And then she took off. So So she was just smack talking a lady at another at another uh, pump. Well, I don't know why it's so upsetting to so many people. It's the height of stupidity to me. It's the dumbest. It really is just stupid. Let's grab a call here uh, to get uh, started. Let's make it uh, Tammy, line one. She's in Glendora. Apparently, she has encountered this as well. Tammy, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. Hi. Yes, um, I'm not on either side. I, th- uh, my story is I'm just saying I work for a funeral home. I was with the family, and um, this gentleman came. He's Italian. He came to uh, see me, but since I was with the family, Two other people tried to help him, and they were speaking Spanish before they started helping him. Mm-hmm. He was already getting frustrated because no one was helping him. So he immediately said to them, do not speak Spanish. We're in America. And, okay, I don't agree with that part, but the, the reason why uh, I feel that he was upset is because nobody was helping him. And uh, it brought that out in him, but it doesn't mean that he's racist. I, I mean, in, in, expressing himself. in that particular instance, when he's at a funeral home, I think you can see why he does it. But I feel like it's still a horrible thing to if, say. If that's your go to instead of just like, why do you have me waiting here forever? I mean, my yeah. my instinct to be mad about that would be like, listen, I'm in a very bad place. Someone in my life died. Please don't make me wait any longer. If so, I'll come back later. Like there's my instinct isn't to bring up race right. or language. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah I don't... but I, I also agree that they shouldn't be, uh, you know, if, if somebody's pa- they just passed away, why are they speaking a different language? And he's, I mean, I, it is kind of disrespectful. But it's like going into a, a place. Uh, if I, I'm putting myself in his position. My, my wife just passed away or my husband just passed away. I'm going into a funeral home. Nobody's helping me. And then they're speaking a different language. I can't even understand what they're saying because I don't know if they're saying, are they going to help me? Are they just yeah. having a good time and I'm still waiting here? Yeah, but they're I not, mean, they're I not hear talking you. to you, though. This I mean, seems like an exception. Yeah. Just because I mean, it's we, such a unique case and they're at a funeral home and he just lost somebody. I mean, this is all. Yeah, your your nerves are jangled at that point. But we appreciate you listening, Tammy, and thank you so much for the call. Have you seen this? Has this happened to you? Have you been the person upset by the Spanish-speaking one? We hear all sides when we return on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all、well、qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Talking about people who encounter the Spanish language out on the street, in the wild, at stores or whatever, and it really upsets them. I don't get it, but there are a lot of people out there who are experiencing this. And I think we're going to start with line four. This is going to be Diamond in La Puente. Diamond? Yes. Hi. Welcome to the show. What's going on? So, a couple months ago, maybe even last year, me and my family went to Old Town San Diego, and my family was talking Spanish. And this group of people, and of course, some of them were old, walked by, overheard them. So I could overhear their conversation, and they said, I don't know why these Mexicans even come here. They're only hurting themselves. They are basically modern day slaves. <laughs> what the hell? Why? Look, to play devil's advocate on, the, on the, what the people were thinking, I don't know. Why wouldn't you be speaking Spanish with your family if that's your first language? In San Diego. In, yeah. Do they see I, the irony there at all? I mean,、or? yeah. Why wouldn't you be speaking Spanish with each other? And the thing is, is that one of them saw that I heard because my look was, I was appalled. And I just looked at them like, how can you say that? They saw me and they kind of nudged the other one and said, dude, a Mexican just heard you. And the one that said it said, oh, oops. Wow. <laughs>、um, did, they, did they go as far as some of the tape we, we played where they、uh, insisted that you produce your papers on demand to prove that you were legally in the country? To them, by the way. Yeah, to them, right, right. not to the government. Did, did you have your papers on you, Diamond? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? They, they basically laughed it off when they realized we heard. Wow. I'm sorry that happened to you. Marilyn, line two up next on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Marilyn, are you, are, are they telling me you're calling from New York? No, I'm not calling from New York. I'm calling from Glendale, but、oh, I am from it, New York. Okay, the accent. Okay, gotcha. And, gotcha. And in a lot of places of employment, I could go on with so many stories, but I won't because I'm old. Like, I'm 69. But in a lot、nice. of places of employment, people have to speak English in stores, too, because it's sort of the Seinfeld effect. That maybe they're cheating you, maybe they're saying something. I worked for the Board of Education, and there were a lot of people that were saying anti Semitic things, and they had to speak English. And that was a reason. You know, it's sort of reverse discrimination. I guess, but they could also do that in a back room if they speak English. It's not, I don't think that that solves the idea that they're going to. Plan on scamming you out of something. And I also, think it's kind of, I also think it's an awfully rude stereotype to assume hey, since they're speaking Spanish and I don't speak Spanish, they're probably talking bad about me or trying to rip me off. I mean, that seems like the least likely thing an employee no, 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 at a、no. store is going to be doing. No, it's not an assumption. It has happened. Yeah, yeah everything, feeling, everything has happened. I, I have a feeling they were talking bad about Marilyn. <laughs> oh, Agreed.、No. Yeah. yeah. I think I agree. Yeah. Marilyn, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. We appreciate it. Allie, she's 69. She deserves to be talked about. She deserves to be talked about. Soul sister. Whatever. Beat it, Marilyn. Let's go to Trisha. I do like her argument of it's happened before. Let's go to Trisha, line seven, Hollywood up next. Hey, how are you guys? We are good. Good morning. Good morning. Como esta? Please. Okay, well, I am the one who's actually the one who said the thing about the standing. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Good. We wanted to hear from you. Yes, I am the one. 
I was in an elevator, and these two people got in, and they were speaking Spanish, continuing their conversation, and they were laughing. And I'm, I'm a happy person, and I'm a fun person, so I said to them, hey, you guys have to speak English. How can I eavesdrop on your conversation? They just started laughing. Okay? Yeah, that's because that's, you're lovely, Tricia. Yeah, that's, that's, a, yeah. that's a funny way to say it. Yeah, you're not saying you're not doing it because you think they have to speak your language. You're doing it because you made a joke. Yeah, and the funny thing was, so so I said, I said they said, well, you guys got to learn Spanish so that you can eavesdrop on the conversation. And I said, well, the only <laughs> thing true. I know is donde está la biblioteca. And that basically uh, was a library. That's the only thing I have to see. I know Boca, I know Boca, por favor. <laughs> hey, there you go. See? So the guy, one of the guys asked me, he goes, because we're no, the same please. company in the entire building. He says, come on up to the first floor, the fourth floor, and I will teach you Spanish. I said, you got a deal. Okay. Wait, there Kevin, you are you aware that you said mouth, no, please? I have no idea what I just said. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> mouth, please. Sindiente. <laughs> What? What? Do you mean siete? I don't know. Siéntense, por favor. You have no idea what you're saying, but you're telling random people mouth, please. Oh my God! Where'd this just go? (laughs) Now I feel like Marilyn. I don't think you should be speaking Spanish at all. Give me some uh, light eight. Give me Carol in Long Beach, up next to the Kevin Beach here. She's got a twist on this story. Hey, Carol. Hey, Carol. Boca, por favor. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi there. Um, my my thing is kind of like on the opposite end. I've had people actually approach me, and they have been upset with me for not speaking Spanish. I'm what they call, I guess, a whitewashed Mexican. I'm very light skinned with freckles, and he's a dark Hispanic gentleman. And they never do that to him. And he laughs. He's like, "Why does this always happen to you?" She's I, saying, I, I "She's don't saying, know. I, I get it more now." She's saying people think she's betraying her own nationality by not knowing Spanish. Is that what you're saying, Carol? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, I don't know how old you are, Carol, um, and I wouldn't... I'm 38. Okay, I'm 38, so... When, I know that when my wife grew up, and my wife was a Mexican-American, when she grew up, it was very unfashionable, as hard as this is to imagine now, to learn Spanish. It was complete and total immersion in English, and you weren't... They didn't teach any of the kids Spanish. And she was one of the only people. A few years later, everybody was bilingual, and she kind of felt left out and dumb that she never had learned Spanish. And I don't know if that was the case with you or not, that there was some reason why you didn't speak Spanish, but I guess we get where they're coming from. I definitely don't feel that way because that's just the language that I was brought up in. Some of my family does speak Spanish, and my husband's family does speak Spanish as well. But my issue is don't get upset with me because I can't answer your question. I, I don't live there. This is why I don't speak the language. I've also had... Another issue where I've actually gone into a grocery store and asked an employee a question, and they did not speak a lick of English. Now, I understand you can't discriminate and not hire somebody because they don't speak English, but come on, you can't even answer a simple question as to, like, where is the bread? I think that's legit. I think that's a legitimate bread. reason to get frustrated, by maybe, the way. But maybe, but maybe their job is just stocking the aisles. I don't. I mean, then I. I don't... mean, it's possible to communicate too without speaking the language. You can get your point across, and they can understand what you're saying. Like I, I mean... love the Target next to my house because they hire a lot of deaf people, and so I have run into it three or four times at the store. And I have. Uh, it's a little longer. It takes me a little longer to deal with what I'm looking for, but I love it. I'm always thrilled because that... they do that. Yeah, I'm thrilled they hired people that that other places might not hire. But I want to see a video of you trying to use hand signals to point out, "Hey, I want an Avengers DVD." And please don't open it. <laughs> <laughs> It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. Time for this week's 
Animal stories. Hit it, Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a minx or a story about a lynx. Animal stories in the news. Animal stories to cure your blues. Animal stories just for you. Let's find out what they're up to. No matter how hot he is, I keep telling Omar there's no such animal as a minx, and he refuses to take it out of the intro, but (laughs) here we are anyway. You guys, I'm sure, saw this story because it was everywhere, and it's a rare uh, triple play here because it's What's Up With Florida... Animal stories and Death Corner all rolled into one. I do find most of my people are dumb stories from Florida as well. Mm-hmm. I the state was, uh, that keeps giving. I was not super familiar familiar with the big bird known as a cassowary. I have seen them before, but you don't hear much about them. This is the world's most dangerous bird, you guys. It stands almost six feet tall. Wow! Yeah. And weighs up to 120 pounds. It has sharp claws that can slice open any predator or potential threat with a single swift kick. It runs 30 miles an hour and can jump nearly seven feet straight up in the air and swim like a champion. So this is a monster. Yeah, that's a dinosaur. It's not a bird. It really is. We need to put that down. Yes. It's the most dangerous (laughs) bird in the world. And this poor sucker, a 75-year-old named Marvin Hajos, was not only not putting them down, Kevin, he was raising them. He had a farm full of caraways. He deserves whatever happens next then. Well, whatever happens, he fell down on his property and one of his birds fatally attacked. His wife said, and I don't know how this helps, that he was doing what he loved when he died, which is what? Getting his eyes scratched out by a giant bird? <laughs> it doesn't seem like that's Every how anyone wants to go. Every morning come on, scratch out the eyes. Yeah. So, uh, R.I.P. Mr. Hahos. And let's not get uh, cassowaries as pets, all right? Cassowaries as pets, all right? Agreed. Here's a, a small plane crash that was in the news that killed a 90-year-old pilot. Now, ordinarily, you might see this story and think, well, the guy was 90. He probably wasn't up to it. He, he was wasn't doing what attention. he loved. But he was doing what he loved, which is going down in a flaming airplane. <laughs> Apparently, he has had his active commercial uh, pilot's license since 1945. Wow. And at 90, was still flying about two or three times a week. It was his absolute passion. How did he die? It seems like his dog killed him. Jasmine, a <gasps> 70 to 75 pound Labradoodle, apparently, the, this is the conclusion of the NTSB, is that somehow the dog got uh, into the controls, fell, either fell into or pushed into or something like that, and forced the plane down. No. Yes. Maybe he just get, got too the, old and he's like, you want to give it a try? <laughs> yeah, he thought it was a co-pilot. So he switched. <laughs> he was, the, you take over, Jim. He was like, Jim, we got the Nazis again. We got to take them out. Take the wheel. I'll shoot. <laughs> well, this is what's interesting. To me. So the NTSB, they do their analysis like they do. They said that their, the engine data shows that there were no mechanical issues with the plane. They were able to take a look at the path and it looked like it just went right, just straight down into the ground. He had no drugs or alcohol in his system. But here's the curious part for me. The plane crashes. The dog unbuckles his seatbelt, jumps out of the plane, and starts running away from the wreckage. The, the dog, dog was did fine. It on purpose. The dog the, killed him. Yes. That's what I'm saying. How does a dog unbuckle its seatbelt? How also, does a dog crash is, a plane? Why is it in a seatbelt? And get away with it. 
I think oh. this dog took the old man out. Yeah. This is, this is, it's like Cujo learned to fly. I don't yes, like it. It is. I'm sure there'll be a movie. <laughs> uh, I don't need to tell you more of this story than the headline, but this is one of those rare occasions where in animal stories you're rooting for the animals. A skull and a pair of trousers is all that remained after a suspected rhino poacher was killed by an elephant and then eaten by lions in Kruger National Park, South Africa. Love it. Support it. I mean, we're totally down with the rhinos and the elephants and and the lions in that case, And the poachers are the worst. Absolute worst, yeah. Uh, A lot of Kevin Bean listeners sent me the story this week, and it is, in fact, terrifying. This is a uh, 28-year-old woman. Her name is just identified as Ms. Hay, H-E. I assume it's Hay, he, perhaps. She was weeding around her relatives' graves, it's uh, apparently an annual festival where she lives in China, where you go out and that's what you do. You kind of it's called a tomb sweeping festival, and you go out and you clean up around your loved one's graves. <laughs> festival just seems to be a bad word. It <laughs> seems to be inaccurate. Yeah. Put down flowers. It's just once a year to make sure that there's maintenance. Okay, so a gust of wind blew something into her eyes that she thought was dirt. However, hours later, her eyes were still swollen and it really hurt. So she decided to go for medical help in a hospital in southern Taiwan. A badly swollen eye when she walked in. She couldn't even completely close her eyes. The doctor says, I looked into the gap with a microscope and I saw something black that looked like an insect leg. I grabbed the leg and very slowly pulled it out. And then another one. And then another. And another. They were bees. Nope. That were all intact and all alive. And in her eye. Hold on. What? Yes, these are, in fact, fact, they even call them, this is not their official name, but the nickname is sweat bees. They are attracted to tears. They apparently get nutrients out of tears, and that's what they go for is they go for your eyes. She had four of them in her eyes. How big are these? They, uh, I mean. Six feet. Isn't that weird? (laughs) Yeah, each one. I mean, they're not, I mean, they're they're small enough that they can get into her eyes, but, um, you know, it's not good, I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is that your official these, diagnosis? These bees don't usually attack people. They, they like drinking sweat, hence they get their name. And the doctor said that she was very, very lucky that she didn't rub her eyes or something like that because they do release a venom that oh, can kill you. What God. the hell's going on? Yeah. It's not, uh, I hate it's animal not, stories. It's not what you hope at all. Uh, and one more, and this is, uh, we have audio for this one. This is a, uh, what kind of a bird is he? he Something is... terrifying, if this is any sort of pattern today. <laughs> <Right? laughs> it's not a castaway. Did kill least. someone? He's probably a parrot. He's a parrot or a cockatoo or something like that. His name is Mr. Magoo. Mr. Magoo, excuse me. And he really has some uh, some problems with the music that his owner is having Alexa play. She recently wanted to enjoy a little Frank Sinatra. Here's what Mr. Magoo had to say about it. Let go. I like that song. Alexa, Alexa, play New York, New York. That's the bird saying, Alexa, stop. No, that's the best thing I've ever heard. You guys, they're getting smarter. They're getting smarter. They've crashed a plane. That's insane. This is all bad. bird sounds like a man. (laughs) Mr. Magoo is like Sinatra, F you. And that's Animal Stories. Animal 
Animal stories in the news. Animal stories to cure your blues. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Yes, you can turn on Beer Mug's microphone. He was invited. It was on, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. I know how you do. Hey, um, Mugs. Yo, yo. First of all, how was Las Vegas? I didn't go to Las Vegas. I was, really? I was sick, guys. Truly, uh, truly, I was sick. Know? Yeah. I just know when people start taking extra days off around the holiday weekend, it sounds to me like they got a vacation. Plan. It would have been opportune, but no. I, I stayed home and rested up and got better. How are you feeling now? Uh, all the, the coughing. I'm, stopped, uh, I'm done coughing up a lung, uh, but I still can't talk. All right. Well, that, that has <laughs> nothing to do with being sick. Huh? Yeah, that's not going to change. Um, did you infect everyone in the bar when you went out to do cheers with beer mug? Uh, no, because I think they had enough alcohol in them to kill every virus known to man. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Where do you, uh, where do you go? Where is this magic made? This is O'Grady's in Granada Hills. It's a very famous dive watering hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there's, there's quite, quite the characters, the list of characters in the bar this week. You know, with me being so successful at my side hustles. Like, I'm sorry? So successful at all my side hustles, like mumble rapper, battle rapper, ASMR video host. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and this job that I do here at the Kevin and Bean Show is a fun job. But it, it wasn't all roses for, for me when I started out. You know, I used to work as a courtesy clerk at Ralph's cleaning up spills on aisle four. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I used to load trucks in the morning at UPS uh-huh. bright and early. It's actually what got me ready for this job. You know, all the physical labor I did, it was a tough job. So I wanted to go out and see what the worst job that these people had was. In this edition of Cheers with Beer Mug. Thank you. Beer Mug, he wants to go where everybody knows his name. Yeah. Asking questions with no shame. What do you, what do you? <laughs> He's already drunk as a skunk, but people are glad he came. Oh. Beer mug wants to go where everyone knows his name. Well, I, 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 wow. Right? So <laughs> everyone has a bad job or two, especially yeah. in the early years of their career. You went to the bar to ask the patrons there if they could remember through their alcohol-induced fog <laughs> what bad jobs they had. So Absolutely. two things. One, listen to mugs always because mm-hmm. he gets drunk pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And two, don't be eating breakfast. Oh no! Here we go, John. John, what's the uh, what's the worst job you've ever had? Well, when I was in the Navy, I was a boiler technician, and the worst job you could possibly get was called mucking bilges. You had to pick up the plates underneath the boiler and crawl down between the pipes and clean out all the dirt and grease. And these guys used to spit tobacco down there and clean it all out and dry it off and then paint it. It was the most horrible thing you ever did in your life. So you're saying don't join the Navy? I love the Navy. Are you kidding? In the Navy. <laughs> Esther, what's the worst job you've ever had? Uh, retail. I used to work at The Gap. 4 a.m. shifts, inventory, work with people that I hated. But I'm sure you got a lot of cool performance fleece. No, all I got was like... Oh, that's Old Navy. I forgot. <laughs> Stacy, what's the worst job you've ever had? <laughs> the drunk mugs has already lost track of what's going on. <laughs> the worst job? Uh, probably a f- job. I'm Ooh. talking about occupations here, Stacy. And you're... how do you know it's not an occupation? <laughs> by the way? You're just assuming now, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about occupations here, Stacy, and your mind just went to the gutter. Huh? I was working at a car wash out in Arizona, and. Uh, they ended up having to put me in the tanks down underneath to clean out the recycled water tanks. 
That was disgusting. Oh, did you did you have to wear like a hazmat suit? Yep, hazmat suit, respirators. First thing I did when I got down there is I puked about three seconds into it. Oh my god, what was the craziest like thing you saw in that water? <laughs> oh, it was all nasty stuff in there. There was dead birds, dead rats. There was all kinds of crap down there you wouldn't imagine. What's the worst job you've ever had? Scaffolding. Is that what you do now? Yeah, because I love it, and I'm good at it. What job would you not want to do in this life? Scaffolding. What was it? <laughs> Scaffolding, because it's hard on your back. But I love it, though. That, but you wouldn't want to do it, but that's what you do now? But I love it, though. I love the thrill of heights and putting it together and have to think and protect people and oh. stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> is that a uh, is that a young lady or a young man? That is a man, Dean. He's <laughs> a man. I couldn't tell. No, he is medicating himself. He for sure that is. Awful job, isn't he? Loves it and hates it. Scaffolding, yep. guys. <laughs> He's already drunk as a skunk, but people are glad he came. Beer mug wants to go where everyone knows his name. Oh, 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 wow. After the end of a good fight. You deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. And Brian Callen is here. Brian. Yes, sir. Welcome. Thank hey. you, sir. It's good to be here. Tiny Very bit, excited. Tiny bit late. It's all right. Yeah, you know what we it is? We have no problem with that. I know. I was doing calisthenics. I like to hold a squat <laughs> for at least 40 minutes in the morning. And if I don't, I'm real ornery. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, you want my thighs burning when I come in here. You want my thighs burning. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just too much energy that comes out of my vocal cords. You know what I mean? Otherwise, I'm, I'm pushing from my hudda. And the hudda is the area just below your belly button. She knows. <laughs> She knows how do you know? You sit on the floor. You're a subversive Easterner. Why does everyone get so upset that I sit on the floor? It's because odd. you're a communist. <laughs> Every time I see a guy rudimentary, I'm real rudimentary. I don't need a chair. I sit on the floor. I like it. Yeah. Of and it makes everyone uncomfortable. It's right? You probably like it socialism is, too. I mean, I, I, I has knew nothing it, to see? do with that. You see? It has nothing to do with that. It's yeah, just well, that I like to sit on the floor. That's Jensen. All. Jensen, on the other hand, sits in chairs. I sit in very high chairs. Of course you do. <laughs> Looking down on you. You're him. so condescending. Yeah. You're, the, you're the giraffe of human beings. <laughs> Brian thinks that my name is very uh, bougie. It's like a mm-hmm. highfalutin. Jensen Cup. Yeah. I think it sounds very... I think it's not that way. Well, your voice, your, your voice sounds rather... I'm a I Muppet. Mean, well, it's Kurt Kermit. Yeah. Is it right? But So it doesn't help Jensen Cart <laughs> yeah. being. I, that's, which is my, my advice to you is to all change a oh, bit, bit more, um, bit more d- deep with your voice. And... Hello. Yes. Okay. It's I'm me, Jensen, Jensen Carp. May I introduce to Yeah, Jensen but then you go, Karp. hey, it's me, Jensen Carp. Everybody's like, oh, there he is. By the way, he's having a son and he's trying to figure out a name. Yeah. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. so we've tried to give him some suggestions Three and months. I think some of them have. My friend stopped. had a daughter and she <laughs> she named her Doug. <laughs> Doug? <laughs> Funniest thing what? I've ever heard. I go, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. She goes, her name is Doug, Dougie. No, Doug. it's not. No, it isn't that's, really, though. That's, I, I, that's what I said. And she showed me the, I have it on my phone. She showed me the, the birth certificate. Hilarious. Is there a middle name that she can adjust just, to? Just right. Doug. 
Is I it, mean, they were expecting a family that. Were they expecting a son? I don't know. I, I was going to name my son. How do you not son. follow up for the rest of time? <laughs> well, I, I said, if that's true, that's the single greatest thing I've ever heard. That's my text. I have my text chain right here. She goes, no, it's Doug. Her name is Doug. You know, it's like, terrible. Well, but also, I kind of love it. D-U-G? D-O-U-G. Well, on the birth certificate, it says Dougie. Right. But you're going to call her Doug. Doug, yeah. Especially if you're playing ball. But um, I was going to name <laughs> <laughs> There's no time. Well, I moved too quick. There's no time for Dougie. No, no, no. By the time Dougie, right. I'm, I'm, I've already I'm taken already my shot. Right, right. I've already slam dunked on you. <laughs> <laughs> Dougie Radouge. Um, I'd be a good name for a kid. Radouge. I'll put it down. I'll put it down. Write that down. Write that down. Radouge. I was going to name my son Gus because it's such a comedic I love the name. name. I, I kind of like Gus. The only problem with Gus is that nobody's ever calling Gus. He, that just sounds like a damper. Where did you bring Gus? Don't bring. Don't invite <laughs> Gus. Aww. He's such a. Yeah, he's a such downer. a drip. It feels negative to it you. It feels drippy. <laughs> hey, Gus is here. Yeah. Yes. Nope, nope. No. Now you're right. No. Nope. Yeah. yeah. You're right. It's kind of a bummer. My yeah. dad was gonna call my brother Hud. Up until Hud. like the point Hud's where my mom's like, man. you can't put that on Wait, the birth like, certificate. Like Hudson? H- no, just Hud. He's like, what about Hud? I named my son Finn. Beautiful I love name. that. Finn is, uh, it's a Gaelic name. Yep. Finn. Beautiful name. Is it it's, Phineas or just nah, Finn? Yeah, just Finn. It's Gaelic. You know, it's yeah. Gaelic. It, it stands for the triangular growth that juts from a shark's back. Finn. <laughs> and that's ancient Gaelic. Yes. No, but I spell it with many N's. With five N's. Finn. Five N's. That's yes, nice. Yes. Nobody names their kid Finn. No. You're alone. Yes. yes, yes. Finn. You told us as you sat down that you lost your wallet for a week. A week. And yeah. didn't cancel any of your cards? No, I live that's on the crazy. edge, brother. I live on the edge. I, I assume my son had... had Taken it. I always assume is he, a he thief? takes. No, but like uh, my key will be missing, and then I'll find it in someone's shoe. And he's like, hee, you know. <laughs> oh, and, then, and, then, and then I strike him with a rattan can. <laughs> Does no? Um, doesn't it bother you? Your wallet. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like you need yeah. to cancel those credit cards pretty much immediately. No, I don't agree. Because, you know, if, uh, look, man, you just tell the bank somebody stole my, but it's hard to You tell the bank somebody off. stole my wallet a week and a half ago? Yeah. No. Yeah, I misplaced it. I was looking. <laughs> the problem is the driver's license when you're trying to rent a car. Right. And I, when I'm in, uh, I was in Kansas City, so I had to, I had to get myself a horse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you rent yeah. a horse? How does that work? How's you know, the process? You, no, you break one. You break find one. one. You find one wild. I you see. go jogging, <laughs> and when they're and when they're drawn to you the way they are me, you, you break the horse. They they usually bow at my feet. I get on that bad boy and I ride hard. She's producing estrogen. She can't take her eyes off me. Oh right my now. god, I can't. And I don't wear a shirt when I ride. You guys know this. Yeah. You know, Kevin knows I know. this. Of course. Seen it. I've seen of course. It. Kevin knows this. He meditates in a field while I ride around him, and I create horse waves. I don't even know what that means. I don't either. Yeah. But apparently, I I thrive off of That's those right. horse waves. Right. So people say, Brian, you smell like hay and horse leather. Oh yeah. And I go, that ain't an accident. And I go, the horse leathers leathers. Weird though, because I don't use a saddle. My crotch, my crotch smells hard. Like horse. My, my crotch smells like horse, like wet horse. Cause, well, because it gets wet, because it gets sweaty. Don't right. be perverted. No, I understand that. Sweaty I'm not from be, you? Man, sweaty from the you've horse? You've been riding a wet horse. Well, it started dry until I broke it, and then and then he got all wet. 
I mean, he's sweat. He's sweat. I got wet, but not so, in the girl way. I don't wanna... Too much? What am I saying? Yeah, I don't want right, to think of man. I don't want to think of you that way. Right, How did we get on horses? I don't know. Oh, we started talking about Jensen. Yeah. No, no, we yeah. started talking about no, your wallet and rental cars. I don't remember. So after a week, you found your wallet. I found it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, what near happened near the, the electronic drum set? I bought my son. Okay, so it was your son? Still your son. Mm-mm. Did he take it? No. I think I went in there with a bunch of stuff in my hand, like my boxing gloves and my, and my headgear. That's right. right. A spar. And uh, I was probably a little nervous because I got it in the ring and, you know. Banging up a little Why bit. Why only staring at me? Yeah. <laughs> like, really staring you down. And by the way, really really is. Is. even worse is if I'm just staring at your chest and <laughs> yeah. not looking at your eyes. <laughs> I look at My eyes are up here. All, Jensen, awesome. all I'm saying, Jensen, all yeah. I'm saying is when I, when I step to a man in yeah. a ring yeah. or even on the street, yep. I'm looking at his chest. <laughs> make sure make sure I know how he moves. You understand? Your eyes, your eyes are going to... Don't mean uh, anything. Well, your eyes are going to trick me because mm-hmm. you, you got deception in your eyes. Sure. But your chest <laughs> doesn't lie. Your chest doesn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> your All right, chest. Brian Callen Sorry. is here, and I have no idea how this is going. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Callen. Uh, but the podcast is oh. The Fighter and the Kid, and the TV show is School that airs Wednesdays at 8.30 on ABC. We're going to take oh, a yeah. break. Yeah, and Complicated Apes, the number one Correct. comedy special in America. Yeah. Yeah, or what? the world. <laughs> I watched that last night, actually. Mm. Yes. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. We never have any idea where the conversation is going to go when Brian Callen uh-huh. That's right. No. We no idea. We went to vasectomies. We did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Street fighting, the whole thing. Yeah. How many fights have you been in in the wild? In the wild? I mean, you know, like not in training. Class. Yeah, not in training. Class. In, in the, the wild. wild. When I was doing work for the government. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does it count? Does, does sneaking up on a sentry in moccasins count? <laughs> you know what I mean? It all depends. No. Do, are you talking about dispatching a man? How you many about fights have you been in outside I mean, of training? Know, not, not, not very few. Three. More. Six, but I don't want to talk about because this sounds like I'm being I'm a comedian, right? Acting like I'm like talking about fighting. I have too many friends that are real fighters, so if I start talking about like yeah, my true. fights in college, <laughs> it's embarrassing <laughs> that I back kicked some guy <laughs> and he went ow. I mean, you know, this is terrible. I'm not a fight. I'm not a tough guy. You yeah, it's friend? not the fighter and the fighter. It's fighter and the kid. Yeah, so. it's the fighter and the kid. Yeah, but who named again, you the kid? But again, how'd you me, get the, the, I, You did me. It started on a movie set with Jane Lynch. Okay. And uh, and I came and I decided, you know what? I, I'm going to, yeah. And I came to, to set and I said, from now on, you'll refer to me as the kid. And then they started calling me kid. And I went, it's the kid. I just like that one. <laughs> yeah. and, and just, it's ridiculous. It's just that I don't, I, well, you know, how I, you know how I don't age? You know how my skin stays it's tight? very supple. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Now you're looking at a, like a, like a, I don't know, like a tulip leaf. Yeah. You ever seen a tulip petal? Yeah. You know how it's got that. That god, that sort of like I don't know what it is. Like dew, that, that dewy yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, you know how my face resembles that. That your you know, face is filled. You know with how my dew? face has a patina. Yeah, yeah. Like you get a, a pair of bespoke shoes in England, you spend thirty five hundred dollars on them, mm-hmm. and the leather's got a patina to it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, you you see how that resembles. My face? Yes. Yeah. Brian is 79. A lot of people don't know that old. because he looks so young. Exactly. Well, I meditate. <laughs> I, I, I practice meditation. 
I practice Zuk Chen meditation. Oh, wow. That's my favorite. Specific. Yes, you got to get specific. <laughs> when I train in Zuk Chen meditation in Tibet <laughs> with my Rinpoche. Jesus. Yeah. Just making up words I love now, it. right? I like that. I have become somewhat enlightened, and it's fun now <laughs> that I, because once I reached Satori, I. Um, what does that mean? I'm sorry. That means enlightenment. That's that's Japanese. I okay. My, Japanese. You're and, just yeah. making stuff up now. Yes. Right? And. Yeah. Uh, but it is fun to finally sort of uh, reach enlightenment because I can help people, addicts, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and and, uh, and sluts, and whoever needs. Oh, oh. You can help. help sluts. Yes, that's fantastic. I want I want them to know it's okay. <laughs> to be sluts, Daddy has the answers here. <laughs> Never He's, refer to yourself as Daddy. Well, that, no, I'm just saying because you're the key. Can't be the kid and Daddy at well, the same time. Uh, that's that. Well, you know how the, the the Holy Trinity. You can be the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I can I'm, be, you're I'm not, Daddy. And can I just say that yeah. you're not the Trinity? You're not the Holy Trinity. Yeah, He's Daddy. He's really kid. not. He's, He's, look, no. I'm just you saying, can't. No. You're not not the Trinity. I can't be He's a not. walking contradiction. What's the problem? Here? <laughs> yeah. Everyone has two sides. Exactly. Duality. Look, I'm trying to talk about my root chakra, and you guys keep bringing it. You guys keep bringing it back to daddy. to the clouds. Yeah, can we? Can is... we bring it? Can we go low and hard for did, a second? Sure. Did you question Gandhi, Kevin? I, I mean, mean Gandhi. Gandhi. I never interviewed Gandhi. Well, now you have. Well, be more Western, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Now that you're enlightened. Yeah, let me guess. You're into meat and hunting. Yeah. And free markets. I mean, I like eating meat, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. (laughs) My daughter's a vegetarian, quote unquote, at 10 years old. It drives me crazy. How did she, when did she come to that realization? You know, who knows, man? Who knows? Well, I'm saying, at what age did she start talking? educated in Los Angeles in the liberal the liberal bastion that is Los Angeles, uh-huh. okay, that doesn't seem that uh, apparently meat is murder now, and all I can all I th- all I think about is her walking around protein deficient. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I know. I know. Oh, oh God, God, no! <laughs> hey, don't shield your eyes. We're talking about meat. Although I do admit that I did make this bridge between my root chakra and meat. Right. That was you. Uh, you have a bag. Is there anywhere I can throw up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said it, but Allie interpreted I like it. That Allie, well, I like that Allie hid her eyes. She did. She <laughs> actually covered her face. But in a for very, a reason. in a very geisha kind of way, like she could see through her eyes. Oh, I can't look more, at that. She was more voguing. Exactly. <laughs> this is this is yours. I'm your guru. Be the worst. Let me help you. And the best. Here's, here's a mint julep. I'm gonna take some photographs while you breathe. Oh. While we sit with that lump in your throat. Oh. This is emotional. Grosser. What? Whatever, Jensen. Uh, we're out of time, but before you go, we want to do 60 seconds with Good. you. So do it. 60 seconds with Brian Callen. Okay. What did you want to be when you were a kid? Um, vet. Describe yourself in a hashtag. Um, immortal. <laughs> what? That's what the doctor says. That's what the doctor said when I did my physical. Here are a few topics that we've discussed on the show recently. Uh, when in the shower, do you use a washcloth? No, no, I have someone do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, percentage of the time do you face the shower head, and what percentage of the time do you face away from the shower head? Well, well, I, I, I ride it hard and dirty, so I got I to gotta spend a lot of time, you know, my three-piece set hits the water first. Let's put it that way. Basically. Because i got to wash the sin off that bad boy. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? He's full of sin. What's your favorite cereal? 
Um, don't eat. I don't eat grains. What's the question? You don't eat grains. I'm kidding. Uh, I like I like slow cooked oatmeal. Okay. Uh, do you sleep only on one side of the bed, or do you change Correct. it up? Only one side. Do you have any near uh, my gun? <laughs> near my I'm sorry, gun. Near, near your gun? Near my gun. Near my gun. <laughs> I say my gun, not my gun. Near my near, gun. Near my, my gun or my piece. Your piece, yeah. Yeah, my pistola. <laughs> my pistola. Brian Callen, Complicated yeah. Apes. Yes, sir. That's the name of it. Mm-hmm. Always fun with you guys. Find it, watch it. Thank you for coming. I We're didn't miss Bean. You. God bless him. <laughs> but, I did, but I didn't miss him. Didn't miss him. <laughs> It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. Yesterday uh, on the program, we were talking about my uh, New Orleans Baby Cakes, the uh, AAA affiliate for the uh, Miami Marlins, uh, because it was the T-shirt I was wearing for the T-shirt challenge that Jensen and I do every day on our social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got to talking about minor league baseball parks and all the crazy promotions that they do to get people through the doors. And I like this one a lot. This is the A's minor league team, the Stockton Ports. Okay, the Stockton Ports. That's a terrible sports name. It is. I feel like in the in the world of the Rumble Ponies, the Ports need to step <laughs> right? it up, right? The trash Pandas. I mean, yeah, the Trash Pandas, the Baby Cakes, come on. Well, here's what they're doing. They're very excited. Beginning opening night this season, fans can pick their opponent's Walk-up music. Now, this so, is a thing in baseball where you pick your own music to walk yes. out to when you're going to bat. Yes. That's right. And you That's can pick ex- anything? Yes. Okay. You, well, I mean, there are restrictions. You obviously can't have the F word in your song and things so like, like that. like family-friendly. Family-friendly, right. Okay. So you go to the Stockton Ports game, and whoever you're playing, you go, oh, I hate that player, man. And you put down 10 bucks, and you get to pick the specific player you're overriding his walk-up music. Love it. You get to pick it. So it can be loser. Love it. can it. be anything that you want it to be. It could be Barbie girl. You know, just something like humiliating for him, which I think is a fantastic idea. Agreed. So that kind of got us into the topic about walk-up songs. And there are a couple that are really interesting this year going on around the major leagues. Elvis Andrus, who's the uh, superstar shortstop for the Texas Rangers. You're not going to believe it. This is what he walks out to every at-bat. Let's hear it. Andrews. Damn him. That's awesome. Why would he? Is he doing that as a shout out to young kids at home or something? That can't be great. That's amazing. I feel like uh, he's it, probably at home with his kid hearing it all the time, and he's like, that's the song I hear the most. Why not come it, out Sure. To In case you're wondering, Cody Bellinger, the Los Angeles Dodgers, walks out to Hotel California. Um, Justin Turner of the Dodgers is using a an original song that his friend Brad Paisley wrote for him. What? Oh, that's that's, that's baller. baller. That is yeah, baller, awesome. right? Yeah. Song is called Gatorade, so he's probably making some money off of that as well. Um, we started thinking about when we get to the major leagues. Mm-hmm. When we start playing baseball? When we start playing baseball, that's going to be a question. that we're. What uniform number do you want? What's your walk-up song going to be? Allie, I know you already dip, dubbed 69. I know you got that already nailed down. Nice. But what's your walk-up music? That's the topic on the table right now. And I think we've given it some thought. We've all come up with our suggestions, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Kevin, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I'm in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm in the on-deck circle. Yes. yes. And now it's time. Of course. I would also use the bat as like a stripper pole. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we're all looking at the bat and thinking about ponies. We know what's going on here. All right, that's a good choice. I I think people would like it. How about you, Allie? 
Uh, mine is a song that no matter where you are, when you hear it, uh, you instantly get happy because it's by one of the greatest uh, groups ever, TLC. Hey! I want to shoot. Or salt, or salt and pepper. Oh, did I say TLC? <laughs> yeah, I was like. <laughs> or salt and pepper. Both black female. Wow. It's okay. Yeah. That was horrible. Oh. oh. This is a good one, though. This is a good yeah. pick. Yeah, I can see walking out to that. Yeah, but you got to get into the lyrics, and then it's. it's well, I don't think we have time yeah. for the whole song. Okay. I mean, you've already struck out at this point. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've struck out by singing TLC. Good lord. Muggs, how about you? You're a huge baseball fan. You probably grew up wanting to be a major league player. What, what would your walk-up song be in your ma- imagination? I just play this out in my head. Now batting number 27 for the Los Angeles Dodgers, Beer Mug. Maybe I'll get a taco. Sofran. Maybe I'll get some nachos. It's the only Then I might go back for mo. Seconds. Then I'll hit toilet bowl. You would be the only major league player who comes out to his own right? hit. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. That's baller. also the only major league player that would come out to the words poo-poo. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, O? Uh, this is a, a, a classic for me. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. And this is it. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the fact that people be like, what the hell is happening? Love that. Or let's get another beer. I'm yeah. confused. <laughs> all right. A uh, little chip. If you uh, if you defected from playing hockey and started playing baseball, first of all, you'd have the tiniest strike zone ever. I think yeah. you'd be walking a lot, but what would you come out to the plate with? I mean, it'd be easy for me because I'm from Orange County. Maybe pick like an offspring song or social distortion. But I think right now, you know what I have to pick. <laughs> First of all, uh, awesome. Second of all, biscuit for weedy. Exactly. <laughs> I have nice. a feeling you wouldn't be the only major league baseball player with a limp biscuit song as your walk up. But I think yeah, you're right. Great true. choice. Although there are fewer and fewer white players all the time, Jensen. So maybe she would be. That's true. All right. I gave this a lot of thought, oh, and I no. just dis- no. I'm serious. <laughs> oh, I did. I gave Lord. it a lot of thought. <laughs> and I just playing in the major leagues. <laughs> First of all, I'd be great His at it. Strike zone is the biggest strike zone in history. Second of all, I'm practically the flash on the bases. Sure. I could beat. I could beat out any any infield single I could beat out. Steal any base, I, uh, including I, home. I've given this a lot of thought, and I'm just going to go with my favorite song of all time, oh, because no. imagine the electricity no. in the ballpark. Now announcing Bean Baxter. <laughs> and then the wreck of the Ed Fitzgerald starts, and I am as slow as possible getting to the batter's box, because I want to hear as oh, much of the song God. as I can. But the, the song love. is like 15 minutes long. No. Just oh my god, imagine the whole stadium just like falling asleep slowly. Right, then Bean gets up and gets a single and turns it into a home run because yeah. everybody's sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, as I'm walking up to the plate, I'm like using the bat to like knock the dirt off my cleats and then I'm kind of adjusting the, you know, the uniform a little bit. And then, and then you then point I'm... to the right field wall. I, de- I definitely do some of that. Somebody in the dugout goes, can we overrule this? <laughs> and I step into the batter's box, and then hand up, get a little timeout, step out of the batter's box. I want to get to the hook. There's no hook. (laughs) You already heard the hook five times. I'd want to hear the whole song every time. Mm. All right, Jensen, you're our last uh, batter on the team. What do you have? I kind of went the other way with it. I want you to imagine that the stadium is filled with baseball fans, maybe even Dodger fans. Okay. And baseball is not necessarily known as the most inclusive sport. Correct. You know what I mean? And I just want you to imagine that they've announced my name. I've kicked the dirt off of my cleats. Ladies and gentlemen, Jensen Carp. It's raining there. <laughs> Hallelujah, it's raining there. Yeah. And I'm thrilled. 
thrilled and I'm dancing to the Roger yes. Fox. And I'm kicking my feet up. I love it. And By the, the whole, way, the whole crowd would be waiting for you to come up to bat just so they could uh, go crazy again. Come out with your rainbow-colored bat. Oh, I think it would be incredible. And also, I feel like I'd be doing a service to the country. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm paying to see this team, you guys. I'm not paying to see Beans, though. <laughs> if Jensen could bat twice, that would be good. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.